stories um we want to thank you so much for joining us tonight i am super excited to have one of uh my good friends just a good brother a great minister uh, a great man of god um i'm just keep i'm just gonna keep feeding it jeremy uh good <laughs> i tell you just just a great great dude i can just put it that way a great dude um, jeremy bouchelon many of you at restoration chapel know him you've been there I think the last three friends and family days we've had him there. Um, also this year, even in the crazy times when I was having um, uh, my newborn, he came and spoke with only four of us there in the congregation to a camera, to a cell phone, as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken. That's where we brought the camera out. Jesus was there. That's all that That's right. That's right. And um, I'm excited. I called him. Uh, I messaged him the other day. And he was out about even taking the trip all the way back up to our church to do this interview um, from his work. But I told him, hey, um, we're excited to have him on. But as many of you know him, Jeremy Bouchelon, um, he is, um, what's your title over at uh, Word of Life? You know, I, I wear a lot of hats. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just, just one of the, the, the basically associate type pastors. Uh, you know, different names are fluid, but definitely yeah I, I have you know a group of people uh you know that i try to look out for but it's fluid there's there's a lot of things moving in a lot of things going on but yeah one one of the pastors up at uh word of life but yes. restoration is is like my other family that's my uh <laughs> that's 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 my other home that's church right. home, so that's right guy. and he, yeah he's like i said he's the so uh, well, one of the associate pastors over at word of life um, if you get a chance, go to their page. Um, we're recording this on the 27th. So go to that Sunday before. He just brought a fiery message. I, I, I messaged him yesterday on Sunday afternoon and told him, hey, I really enjoyed it. I was in my car riding my newborn around for about an hour listening to him um, <laughs> running out gas. But it's a, it's a firing message. So please go back and watch it. If you ever get a chance to hear him preach, please listen to it. It's amazing. But uh, Jeremy, we always start off with our testimony, and we, and I use the scripture every week, and I'm going to use it again. Um, we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word right. of our testimony. That's and, right. And um, I also heard a quote, and I've mentioned this one before too. The set freed some of the things in our life. We have to give our testimony. We have yeah. to have to give those out. Uh, do you remember uh, what life was like before you met Jesus? You know, it's 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 funny because I'm by by, by no means perfect. Uh, made many mistakes, but I don't really remember being without Jesus. I, I grew up uh, in a family that that went to church. wasn't perfect, you know, made mistakes, but you went to church, uh, and and so I always remember Jesus. And then at a young age, um, probably I think I was. I think I was eight. Uh, there was a Bailey Smith crusade, and, and, and he's, I don't even know if he's still around anymore, to be quite honest with you, but he, he was a, a Baptist evangelist, and he, he came to Hillcrest High School, and we had went up there, and uh, I remember sitting in the stands, and, you know, as a kid, uh, been in church my whole life, and I felt the, the call of the Holy Ghost. I mean, I, I felt the Holy Spirit calling on me specifically, and they give an altar call, and here I am on this, you know, 
as a kid, you know, high school football, that's, that seems like the big leagues, you know, yes. as, a, as a kid. And, and uh, the stands are full of people, and they give an altar call, and I march my happy self right on down onto the field, and I give my heart to Christ right there, and not long after was baptized, and, you know, and been, been seeking him, serving him ever since. Lots of trials and errors and failures. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, so uh, I've always had knowledge and relationship with him, but it's, it's, it got better. <laughs> yes. And so, and, and, and that's, and I'm glad you brought that point out. Um, because after we're saved, there's still, some people think after you're saved, everything's going to go away. No. Um, all the issues, all the temptations, all the problems. Um, but, uh, I, I say this a lot. Um, it's like the first two days are great. And then the third day it hits, right. <laughs> life hits. Right. Um, and, and, and we have to make it through those times in our lives. Even after we're saved, the process is not over. Correct. And, and we have to continue to go. Do you remember, like, even in those hard times, like after you're saved, um, can you kind of tell us a way to get back on track, to get back on that narrow path? Because um, a lot of people feel like um, I'm saved. And then when they mess up, there's right. a lot of people that, that are done with it. Right. Well, and, and the enemy jumps on that. The enemy will absolutely, your adversary, the devil, Satan, will absolutely jump on that opportunity. And, and, and everybody watching and everybody listening has heard that voice saying, if you really got saved, you wouldn't be doing this. You wouldn't be thinking this. You wouldn't be feeling this. And, and literally, to be quite frank, it's a lie from the pits of hell because it's, it's, it's far from the truth. Um, the, the fact that you struggle with things is in in reality is a key indication that Christ really did do something in your life. That's right. Because before before you, there was no struggle, you just did whatever you wanted to do. Um, you may have felt guilty or whatever, but really you was just about doing whatever you wanted to do. So the fact that you now have a struggle that means that that, that something is awakened on the inside of you. You you understand that there whoa there's there's something not right about this. The, I'm not feeling that closeness. Uh, so, so really this indication that really something did happen on the inside of you when you have that struggle. You have been set free so you can struggle. And so right. you can. You, you have the ability to fight back. Um, but you know, kind of to your point, sometimes you you miss the mark. And that's called being human. That's right. That's, that's, that's what that is. That's, 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 just, that's, that's what grace is about. Grace is not an excuse to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it. Um, but thank God for amazing grace that, that, that continues is calling you back uh, when you do make that mistake. That's right. And, and, you know, the Bible and the word of God tells us that, you know, we all fall short of the glory of God. That's it. Um, and, and like, yeah. And, and sin is missing the mark. If you actually look at the definition of sin, it talks about missing the mark. It's kind of like shooting an arrow and not hitting the target every single time. Right. And there's times in our life that we do that. And I love to say it like this. Michael Jordan is probably one of the greatest basketball players. I know in mine and your generation. That's it. You know, we, we can say it's Michael Jordan. I know LeBron, all that, but we always say Michael Jordan. It's MJ. Yeah, yeah. But every time that he was not perfect, he got cut from, if I'm not mistaken, from a high school team. And But every time that he had an issue with something, he would get back in the gym. If it was free throws, he'd work on free throws constantly. Right, um, right. And, and I, I take that example to tell for us when there's trials and temptations that come our way, those are the things that we need to work on now. Don't put them to the side 
but work on those things now through the word of God, through praying, through listening to mentors, through people that have gone through those things. And, right. and, and that'll help us continue to grow. Am I correct? Right. No, hundred um, percent. And that's kind of one of the points I was talking about yesterday uh, in the service that you mentioned in your car is, <laughs> is a lot of times we end up, we end up trying to work around something instead of working through what Christ is trying to bring us through. And oftentimes our, our workaround creates a dependency on something other than the one thing that can truly deliver us. That's right. Um, and so, so, you know, the enemy will play his, he does his best to, to distract you. But I like to think of it like this is that God almighty in his infinite power, his infinite wisdom, the very one who could speak everything as it was, God didn't have to even get his hands dirty. The only thing he really touched was us. And, Yet he created the world in six days and he rested on the seventh. That's right. And, and I believe, in my personal opinion, I believe there's a clear message there that conquer your world in stages. Create your world in stages. Uh, you, you may not be where you want to be and where you're going to be, but you're not where you was. And right. You learn from your mistakes. You learn how you tripped up that and, and you, you work through it. And you move on and you don't, you can't let the enemy lie to you and tell you, well, you're not saved or you should be here by now. All those voices, all it is, is distraction and noise to try to keep you from hearing the one true voice. Right. So yeah, conquer, conquer your world in stages, you know, pick yourself up. Uh, easier said than done. Yes. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making light of it. Uh, right. There's, there's, there's times where, you know, I just didn't feel like getting back up, you know, because of this, usually it's because of your own self. And it's funny how the same voice that's trying to tempt you into doing something is the same voice that says, Ooh, look what you did. That's right. But it takes you years to realize that's the same voice. Why? Because it's the enemy. That's right. It's, and, and a lot of times the enemy doesn't sound like a, a deep voice, something. A lot of times it sounds like you. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I think a lot of times we, we need to understand that, too. It's, uh, you know, falling into these temptations, falling into these trials has more has a lot to do with ourselves right. um, and not with the situations, the situations that we put ourselves in, not the situations that is just the world in life. Right. Um, a lot of times it's, it's us falling because we're telling ourselves that we're not who we're supposed to be. We're telling our I think it kind of goes with the Jimmy Jimmy Cricket. Uh, and Pinocchio. Yeah. And I know some of the younger people that watch this probably never seen Pinocchio. They've heard about it, but they've never seen it. But it makes me realize that, you know, Pinocchio, just a quick summary of this great philosophy, you know, philosophy. <laughs> but everywhere Pinocchio went, Pinocchio. Yes. Wherever Pinocchio went, Jiminy Cricket went with him. And when things, he would tell him, don't lie, don't get with those guys, don't get with that. And Pinocchio would think he would know better than right. cricket. And I think a lot of times in our lives, after we give our lives to God, we, we know now what's right and what's wrong. We know we want to live for God. But the voice of the enemy sometimes is louder than the voice of God. Right. Uh, because a lot of times, the louder you are, you don't have nothing really to say. You're just wanting people to hear you. And so, but when you hear that voice, you fall into it. And the spirit of God is the one that's bringing you back. And if you can feel somebody tugging you back, then that means there's something inside of you that's trying to help you change. Am I correct with that? You're right on. 
and I, I on that point, like we, me and you both as pastors, especially, but like just as a child again, born born again believer in Christ, sometimes you want that big booming voice of God to say, "Don't do that," you know. But that's not how he works. And and yeah. then it it kind of occurred. And I think it was something I heard Pastor Stephen Furtick say. I can't remember. Um, you know, there's a lot of people I listen to you and different people that pour into me, and so I can't remember who it was. But I think it was Stephen Furtick. Uh, the concept is why is God so quiet? And the reason he's so quiet, and it seems like the voice of the enemy and the voice of your own temptations is so much louder, is because he's so close. God is so close. Sometimes it's that still, small, quiet voice. He can't blast you with his voice because he blasts you to pieces. But he's, he's, he's that close to you. So That's right. That's right. You know, and, and, and I, I want to make sure we let people know that are listening to this, that are going through those times, that have given their life to Jesus, but still feel those trials and those temptations and those things. That's life. It's not going to go away. Um, but God is bigger than our trials and our temptations. Right. He's bigger than that. We just need to understand. And when we do fall, don't feel like we can't come back because our God is a God of forgiveness. And our yeah. God is a God that opens his arms and allows us to come back to him. Um, and, That's right. and he won't, once you come back to him, he don't bring it back up. He, he's not like that friend that always brings up the past. He, he's that, he's a, he's a friend that's better than that. That's right. Come back to him. He's, it's done. It's over with. You ask for forgiveness, but now you got to learn from it. Don't get me wrong. You can't just keep falling in the same situation over and over, but you got to learn from it, but he's there to open up his arms every single time that's right. that you come in. Now, that's Jimmy, I, I know, uh, after you got saved, and you said you got saved at a young age, do you remember the time when you started serving, the, the time that you started um, saying, hey, you know, I'm saved, but now I feel like God's calling me to start ministering, even if it's greeting or, or in the parking lot, some way, but God's calling me to start ministering. Do you remember that? I do. I do. Um, and, and it started very locally. It started at my own desk. Um, I remember, I can't remember my exact age. Um, probably 15, 14, 15. And, uh, you know, always God has blessed me with the ability to, to, to write songs, write music, to, to, to tell stories. Um, most, most pastors are storytellers, you know, that's what we are. And, and Jesus was a story terrible teller, but it was a parable, you know, there was a truth behind it. And so, uh, I remember I just, I, you know, read my little devotionals and different things that I had, um, trying to be a Christian, trying to learn how to do this. And, uh, and God begins to open up things on the inside of you. And, and I remember just feeling like, you know what, I, I'm going to write my own devotional. And so I have it or my mom has it somewhere. I don't know. It will not be published. Um, it will not be out there. So do not be looking for it or asking me what my IMEI number is. I, it's not available, but I, I, it was it was a it was a point of, of dedication and something that, that was a, it was part of just devotion to me. I would sit down every day and I was trying to create a a, a year's worth of devotion. So that required me to do it every single day. So I would have a scripture and I would have a, you know several paragraphs to several pages, depending upon how I was feeling that day. You know, there were some days where you went to school, you did your job after work, you come, I didn't have much to give. Um, you know, it's tough sometimes being a teenager, working a job, trying to take care of things, trying to learn how to be an adult, going to school. 
Um, but, but I remember I, w- I would do it. And if, if I couldn't do it, then the next day I would do two. Um, and I did that. And, and then, then doors begin to open and opportunities. And in the background, I'm learning how to play guitar and I'm learning how to do, and, and I'm, 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 I remember sitting in Hillcrest high school and, uh, one of my favorite teachers of all time, Mr. Uh, Bill Evans, uh, he was my English teacher. Um, but he saw something in me. Um, and this was probably, uh, I believe this was my junior year and, uh, he saw something in me and, uh, he wanted me to get a, he, he also did speech and debate and, and different things. And he wanted me to get in front of class and to, 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 I never read this. It was, I believe it was death of a salesman. I never even read the thing and he wanted me to dialogue it with him right there. And, you know, I'm, I'm nervous as a, as a long tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Right. And I, I remember, but I, but I did it and something's like, you can do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so from a small piece of that to, to writing a devotion and really what I'm doing is, is I'm learning how to put together a sermon. Sure. I'm learning how to tell a story. I'm learning how to, how to tell my testimony and what Jesus has done for me and what the scripture means. And, and, and then now I'm learning how to be able to speak in public without it being something that's going to kill me because I've seen different statistics where the number one fear is public speaking followed by number two death. Yes. So based on that statistic, people would literally rather die than speak in public. And so God is unlocking that in me, and, and that, that's not a problem. You know, I, I've got the gift of gab. You know, I can speak. And then, then all of a sudden, hey, we want you to do music here. We want you to open up. And, and things begin to open up. But, but despise not the day of small beginnings. That's right. uh, I, I believe some of those things get unlocked just because you were faithful and doing a devotion. That's right. Uh, And and I believe that, and I preach that too. If we're not faithful in the small stuff, then God's not going to provide the opportunities um, for the bigger influences. And, uh, and, you know, if, if we can't read our Bible during the week, how do we expect God to let us get up and preach a sermon on Sunday Uh, or, or, you know, those things in our lives. Now, not saying that time happens, things happen in your lives where we slow down. Um, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I mean, we're, we're having an open dialogue right here sitting in the living room, you know, Actually, I'm in my little home office, and you are too there, but I feel like we're, we're, we're in y'all's living room talking That's to right. you. That's, That's right. what we're doing. So, I mean, I don't sit down and read three chapters of the Bible a day. That's right. I don't do that. Um, I have constant dialogue with God. I'm always thinking about and praying and, and just, just talking to him. You don't have to have your eyes closed to pray. You can just talk to God, um, especially if you're driving. Please do not close your eyes and pray and drive. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. God gives us faith, but he also gives us wisdom. That's right. So don't do that. But like, you know, uh, but I, I'm constantly, whether it's through through something you've subscribed to on Facebook, uh, an email, uh, app, something that you subscribe to, constantly getting a little verse here, and I'm constantly getting over it. Now, there are times where I'm going to go out and I'm just going to read. and then, But it's it's not like I have to read four pages a day, but you have to get something. You need That's to right. get some kind of a meal. Um where you can hear that voice of God begin to break through the rest of the noise and talk to us. That's right. And, you know, I, uh, with that being said, I know uh, we met through the corporate world. Um, I, one of my first jobs out of college, um, my first official job, I would say, <laughs> because I worked at, you know, convenience stores, all that kind of stuff. My first official job, we met um, at, at a business up in uh, Greenville. And um, I'll never forget one thing that I noticed um, from you was you didn't hide the fact that you love Jesus. Um, even from day one, I know we, that first day I got there, we, we had a mutual friend that was there. 
Um, we went to eat lunch that day just to kind of meet, just to kind of get to know each other. And we talked about Jesus that day. I'll never forget that. And as, as being that way, because the corporate world that you're in is a fast pace. Um, I mean, it's, it's the real deal. Um, it's the real deal world. You're dealing with people um, from all the way, all over the United States, people that believe in Jesus, that don't believe in Jesus, that are not, you know, believers. You're working with people beside you that some of them are not believers. Um, and some of them are going through hard times, but um, I, I've always known, and, you know, I, I took example from you a lot of times. I, I know there's people that worked around me that said, hey, you know, I can tell that you're different. And, and same thing for you. They tell that you're different. How, with people that are working jobs now in a corporate world or just a regular job, um, where they're around people that do not know Jesus, that don't believe the same thing that we do, and without us being that Jesus freak, that pusher, um, because sometimes right. I think we become too pushy. Um, yeah. We become repellent sometimes. Yes, because, you know, you, you, if somebody pokes you on the shoulder once, that's okay. Somebody pokes you on the shoulder 25 times in a row, yeah, yeah, you want to know. You know what I'm saying? You want to leave you alone. And right. so, so a lot of times it's okay to state that you're a Christian, but you can lead by example. That's right. And so how in your life have you noticed that you've been able to lead by example and show that you're still glorifying God in times where you're around people that might not know that. Right. I, um, this world, um, I don't want to be a certain way just to try to attract somebody to Christ. That's right. I want to be the way I am that, that Christ, I want to be the result of what Christ is working on the inside of me. Right. Because if I try to be one way and I'm really not that way, it's, it's disingenuine, and that's the opposite of what the world desperately needs. The world we live in desperately needs honest, genuine people. Right. Um, so me personally, I don't have the time and the brain cells to be somebody different everywhere I go. I can't be one person at, at my job and another person. Now, obviously, if it's me and you talking, you know, we can talk about Clemson and kid and do this. And if I'm in a corporate presentation, I'm going to act like I have a little bit of sense. Yes. But the core yes. me is still going to be the same me. If something's funny, I'm going to laugh. That's you right. know, I'm, I'm going to – the world needs to see that genuine I am who I am wherever I am. Right. I'm not – where I am does not dictate who I am. Right. Who I am dictates where I go. Yeah. So that's the, the world – and, and they see that. Uh, even when they're not trying to see that, they, they, you can't help but notice, and they may not even agree with you. Um, you know, there's people I have that, that, that work for me, you know, this, you know, they hear me talk about Jesus and then just, just the life I have and not being, there's really only kind of two kind of places that have stained glass windows, churches and bars. <laughs> and, and unfortunately a lot of them don't want you in either one of them. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so when you, when you are genuine and you're letting somebody in, they see and, and, and it's it's attractive. So so even though we don't agree, they'll listen to what I have to say. And and it sounds you you almost persuade me, you know. Right. And if I get enough almost persuades, sooner or later somebody's gonna get it and somebody is gonna take a hold of that. Now that don't mean they have to go to my church. That don't mean they have to believe what I believe exactly, but all of that stuff is secondary. Jesus Christ, no sin, died, rose again, coming back. That if we if we agree on that, we're good. 
Right. But it, it's, it's all it's about being genuine and just having having honest conversations with people. You know, we, we have two ears and one mouth, so we should probably listen twice as much as we speak. Um, I, I believe Abraham Lincoln himself, uh, the great orator, he, he says that, you know, it's better to be silent and thought of fool than to open one's mouth and remove all doubt. Right. So, so sometimes we need to listen uh, to what people are saying before we just want to respond. Um, but, you know, it, it's just, just, just being genuine and having a, a real conversation with people. Um, and and you, you don't start out with, you're going to hell, you know, that's, <laughs> don't, that's not good. That's, that's not good. You, you, people, people don't, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Right. So, you know, that's, that's kind of how I, I just be me. Um, and you can't be me, but you're, you make an awesome body. You know what I mean? And that's, that's just right. people being themselves to people. And then eventually you, 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 you earn that, that, that right to be able to share more truth. That's right. Um, but, but it's not something that just happens immediately. It's, it's again, it's, it's back to process. It's back to, it's back to stages. And it, and it, like you said, it takes, it takes more than just uh, meeting them at work or bringing them to your church. You might have to go out to a dinner or to a lunch or on your break. You might have to ask them, hey, how are you doing? You know, Notice if they're hurting, if they're in, in the, people show their emotions. And, and again, like you said, if you don't, if you don't show them that you care, they're not going to care what you know. And, and, but you can't just show them at the opportunities that you want to show them. Right. You right. have to be there in their times of need in their times. And, and it takes, and it takes time. It takes time to build up. You know, um, there was many uh, uh, lunch breaks that we sat around and talked and, and, you know, we would, Sometimes we'd have just us two. Sometimes we'd have four, five, six, seven people. Right. You know, but it is, and then when you're real with each other, and you know that you're real with each other, and you're not putting on a show, you're showing the right fruit. Um, and, and and anybody that knows this from Restoration Chapel, I've been talking about fruit for a long time because we've been wanting the gifts so much. We need the fruit um, right. because that, the gifts are great and it's awesome, but the fruit's really showing that you're a changed person. That's, that's who you are. You know, you can't dress up an apple tree to make it look like a orange tree. It's still going to be an apple tree. It's still an apple tree. You can't paint an apple orange and say, oh, that's an orange. It's still going to be an apple. And, and you can't do it at certain times in the year. There's going to be seasons where the apple tree is growing and thriving. There's right. a season where the apple tree needs to be pruned and cut. And, and some of the rotten fruit needs to be getting rid of. And, and, and we got to understand that we all go through those seasons in our lives, but we still got to show the fruit. If we abide in Christ, show that fruit that God has is producing in our lives. That's it. And, and, that, and all owner, I mean, you probably already preached this, but that, that fruit is always the result of an intimate relationship. That's right. Gifts speak nothing of the receiver and everything of the giver. That's right. Fruit cannot happen unless there's been an intimate relationship that has occurred. And so that's why to me, that's great. You can sing. That's great. That's awesome. But that's a gift. That means God is created. That's right. But when I see, you know, joy and peace and patience and love, now all of a sudden I'm talking about fruit. And and that's attractive to people. Um and, mean, you, and gifts are given. Gifts are given, like you said. If you're gonna give if I give Jeremy a gift, he might not even deserve it, but I just gave it to him fruits produced that's right has to be produced in you and like you said it's 
you might have all the talents in the world, but if it's not showing the right fruit, that's right. You know, uh, and, and as pastors and, and leaders that are listening to this, you can get up and preach a sermon all day long, but if you're not showing fruit afterwards, it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, it's right. just a motivational speech for people that yeah. that pulls on emotions, and emotions is good because emotion shows what you care about. But you know, you don't cry over something that you don't have emotions for, or that you don't care. Right. about. Uh, you know, you're not get happy over something that you don't care about. But emotions are good, but it can't be just an emotional service. It's got to be fruit-producing service yes. that, that only can come from Jesus Christ and, right. and through Him. Now, I know uh, we, you know, we're talking about the corporate world. We talked about getting saved. We talked about serving. Um, I know when I met you, you were helping out a church in Easley area. It was kind of a startup church, correct? Um, you, you, you had some, some people who had been in ministry a long time. Um, but, but yeah, the, the church was still young at that point. Um, and I, I, I was there uh, for about seven years. Um, but I have been back at Word of Life now for about seven or eight years at this point as well. Yes, and Word of Life is, if you don't know anything about it, check it out. It's a growing and thriving church. And we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. Um, but I know when you made the decision to go to Word of Life, I know it was a hard decision because you did, you, you love that the church that you were at. Um, but you made the decision. It was God led, and you know God brought you there. How is it being? Um, and, and I know your heart, and your heart is. And I'm not saying this in a bad way, but your heart is to spread the gospel, to 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 speak on the gospel. And you go from doing that to being like a co-leader at this other church to a place where now you're um, you're still a leader, but there's you know there's 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 a hierarchy there. Um, and not in a bad way. Like I said, there was a pastor that was put there that's going. Um, as leaders that are watching this, that are there in that hierarchy, that are supporting other leaders, what kind of advice would you give them? Wow, that's a good question. Um, the ability to, to, to maintain perspective on why you're doing what you're doing is, is vital. Um, and and I, don't, I, don't know, I don't mean this in a negative way or whatever. It just, it's just the truth. Um, when you're called to preach the word of God, um, when that anointing is moving, um, the Jesus Christ, that's not his last name. It means the anointed one. And when the Holy spirit is moving that the it's, I don't want to say this in a negatory tone because it takes a negative, but it's addicting. Uh, you, you love it's addicting in a good way. You love the closeness that you feel with the Lord when you're delivering his word. And you know, these are not, these are not even my words. I'm not this intelligent. Right. You know, these words are flowing out of you. And, and, and so sometimes, uh, you know, you, you, you associate that experience uh, with, with serving the Lord, but, and we know better, but still it's easy to fall into the trap that if I'm not doing that all the time and I'm not up in front of everybody every week and I'm not, it, it sometimes it's you, you got to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing, um, and 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 the ability to, once again despise not that day of small beginnings and, and understand um, it's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Obviously, if 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 you've made a decision to go there, you, you need to be in line uh, with the direction of that senior pastor. Or you're going to have a lot of conflict, um, but but it's when it works good, it works real good. You know, it's 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 amazing how you can. There's there's so many so many needs and avenues uh, of ministry, um, and and then you know still I, for a long time I, I did college career young Mary, and so I was basically preaching every week uh, to to a, to a unique group of individuals, um, 
but yeah, it's it 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 can be challenging because sometimes you you begin to you may feel like um, I don't know the exact word I'm looking for. It's it's easy to feel like nobody's paying attention. That's right. It's it's easy to feel like well, you know, I'm just not important. It's kind of it's kind of like working for customer service. Yes. You don't really get the call saying what a great job everybody's done. You just only hear when something's messed up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 you gotta you gotta you gotta be able to a feed yourself. That's right. Uh, you got to know how to feed yourself, whether that's directly through the word or you know through through listening to Bobby, through listening to Stephen Furtick for, for whoever you know who you, Jessica Franklin, whoever you're listening to, uh, T D Jakes, uh, you know Greg Laurie. You know, I remember you used to, he's like one of my main dudes for the longest time because Bobby uh, would send, he was on this uh, devotional uh, email chain. And so every day, I never subscribed to it because Bobby would just send it to me every day. That's so lazy. But I still I still have some of those because I would take them and, you know, I'd store them away and then I'd get, oh, that's a nugget right there. I'm, I'm going to use that. Sure. Um, but but anyway, just remembering back to a point is, is you know, I, I'm doing this for God. I'm sure. not doing this for this church. I'm not doing this for this pastor. I, I'm doing this for Jesus. That's right. And, and, and you know, and, and I'll say this, every ministry is not just pastoring. And, and I've learned through um, when me and Jeremy first met, I was a youth pastor and, you know, became a senior pastor now. Um, but sometimes, you know, when we, when I was in that youth pastor, it, it seemed like there was more relationships there that I could reach more people that way. Um, compared to when I became a senior pastor and now people are like, Oh, that's the pastor. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, it, it's, don't think where you're at is too small for the kingdom. Right. Am I correct? That's right. You're everything, on point. That you, everything that you're doing if it's teaching a class. If it's over greeters. If it's working the slideshow and the media and the sound, I mean, you know, if it's cutting the grass at the church, um, everything that you do is a ministry, no matter where it's at. And is, and if God has called you to that place and called you to that church, you're there to support, to be for God, but also support the place that he's called you to be. That's right. And like, and like we said earlier, with those small opportunities, you never know the things that God will open up in the bigger time. That's it. Hey, um, to quote our coach, Coach Dabo Sweeney, grow where you planted. That's right. That's right. And, and, you know, and like you said, sometimes you feel like you get left behind. Sometimes you feel like, do they not see my abilities, uh, my talents that God's given me, uh, my knowledge that God has given me? But I think about, uh, just like I said, at the time of this recording, July 27th, um, you, you were able to preach Sunday. Um, and um, I don't know the, I don't know if that was scheduled or not, but, but because of that, because of the times teaching the young marriage class, it's right. kind of build that up to a point where you can be trusted enough um, because I, and I'll say this on my behalf as a pastor, it's hard to hand over your pulpit to just anybody yeah. and pastors that hear this. I hope you do the same way, you know, and, and support staff and rightfully so and rightfully so. Yes. Yes. And support staff. If you're not showing the fruit that you need to show, as we talked about earlier, then, you know, if you're getting lazy on what God has called you to now, how do you think it's going to be able to widen the influence later? Right. Um, correct. You know, and, and so, you know, make sure that you're wherever you're planted, you grow and, and you support those that you're around. Um, 
completely. Uh, and so with that being said, if, uh, if you just preached a message and somebody got saved and they came up to you, they're all excited, Jeremy, they're like, hey, I got saved, and I know what you do. You'd hug them, and we'd take them all out to eat. We would shoot confetti, whatever we had at that moment. We would just do it because uh, we like to celebrate those times. But what would like to eat. Yes, we like to eat too. <laughs> but uh, what would you, if they, they said, okay, I'm saved, Jeremy, um, what's next? what's the next thing I need to do? What would be the most important advice that you would tell somebody that has just given their life to God? In all honesty, uh, you, you need to find a network of believers is what you really need to do. Whether, whether that's online via teams or a zoom or, a, you know, whatever Facebook's offer, whatever you need to, to, to have uh, some accountability uh, and not just accountability from, but just, just a place to learn and to have friend, uh, somebody who has a like mind, somebody you can pull you along that you can, you can, the Bible tells us iron sharpens iron. So, so you're somebody you can learn from kind of like what you was talking about when you, you first started, uh, you know, working with me all those years ago, you know, we, we just, I just, I, we just was buddies, you know what I mean? And that's, and that's, that's not always easy to find. You know, I've came across a lot of people that I really don't talk anymore. Me and you stay pretty in contact with each other. Yes. Um, but but they had to start somewhere. So, yeah, I, I mean, getting in the word and understanding. But it's it's difficult sometimes just to tell somebody, hey, go, go read the Bible. Well, you know, somebody who, who, who hasn't been around it and don't get it, I mean, it, it, it's it's hard. Right. Um, so, so finding a, a, a Bible version or, or some devotionals that can break it down into ones, yeah, get that. Start there uh, and, and find you find you a, a group of believers, you know, uh, that, that, that's with you. And you start to, to, to build yourself is what you're doing. You're, you're, you're creating an investment in you uh, and in your relationship with your heavenly creator. Because there is no other way we're going to be able to get out of this alive. It's only through him, period. Right. So, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's steps. It's not, it's not all. We're, we're in this, 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 uh, this mindset. I love my country. God bless America. Hallelujah. But we have this mindset of instant gratification. That's right. Uh, so, so, so we think, uh, you know, we, we think McDonald's, I love McDonald's fries. And if they're hot, hallelujah, praise Jesus, man, I'm telling you, they're, they're on point. Right. <laughs> but, but still, but, but we feel like I said it, so it should be done. And it's right. just it's back to once again, reiterating that it's a process and, and that, you got saved. You're saved, 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 saved. You accepted Christ. You are saved. Your name is now in his book of life. You are saved. But victory is not the absence of struggle, but authority and dominion over it. There's still going to be challenges, and you, you have to learn and grow from it. But, you know, finding that group of believers, whether you want to call that church or, or if it's an online community uh, with godly, true, you know, Bible-teaching individuals, Whatever that may be, whatever that looks like, things look a little different now than they did this time last year. Um, so it, it, it's challenging, but I also believe that this is this is a, an awakening for the church to be able to reach out in different avenues that we've been haven't exposed ourselves to before. So that's right. He he's opened up so many tools during this time that we that we thought were bad. <laughs> you know, right. I, I you know I've talked to some pastors that thought Facebook was the devil. And now every Sunday they're on Facebook Live uh, showing their message, you know. And, and I love what you said because we all need to get that circle of people. <clears throat> and, and be strategic when you find that circle too. 
Um, I, I had a gentleman that was on here, Abram State, and he told me that <clears throat> if you look at a basketball team, you don't have all tall people on your basketball team, all, all centers on your basketball team. Not like centers, but you know what I mean, centers. No, you know, I'm with you. Seven foot two guys on your basketball team. You, you need a point guard that can distribute. You need somebody that can score. You need somebody that can rebound. You need somebody that can play defense. And then you need yourself. And, and same way in our life, we need to make sure we have people that are not just going to be yes people, but we need to have some people that's going to hold us accountable in those times of temptation. Some people that's going to celebrate with us when, when we're going for the good things of God. Some of those people that are going to pull us along as we go. And it might not be the same person every time. It might be a different person every time. That's right. We need to get that circle. And, and, and I've said this before, and I don't mind saying it again, if you're the smartest person in your circle, it's time to find you a new circle. You um, the truth. <laughs> because it's time to – and not saying leave those people behind, but I'm just saying you need to start finding you some people that are smarter than you, some people that know more than you or, you know, more than you think you know. <laughs> but find those people in your life that can that can be there for you in those in those moments of your life. Which brings me to the point: if the game is on the line and there's a short dude come on the floor, it don't matter if he's red, yellow, black, white, tan. If he's short and he's on the floor and they ain't but point three seconds on the clock, what do you do, Bob? You guard that man. That's right. Because when that man comes on the floor, he is in range. That's right. He's in range. You put everybody on him. You leave the center alone. Everybody on the short man because this dude can jack threes in somebody's eyes. That's right. Just saying. Just that's, saying. that's how my mind worked when you were saying that. I was that's right. That's right. Guard that dude. Yeah. So find that dude that's gonna be when the devil rages on you. That you call them up and they come off the bench and that's they it. are ready to bring a, a, a either a, a scripture or even a talking to. Because sometimes we need to be talked to and told. Hey, Bobby, that's not right. Uh, you know, I love you, but maybe you shouldn't have shot half court. <laughs> maybe you should have got a little closer to the goal. You still right. had three seconds to dribble, maybe two more. <laughs> Why'd you shoot, you know? Um, and, and, and because if we don't have those people in our life, we're, we're just going to throw up Hail Marys all the time. That's it. And, 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 and a lot of times we're going to fail. And a lot of times we're going to make mistakes and we're going to blame it on everybody else but then somebody needs to come in. I think about David. After David sinned with um, Bathsheba, it took somebody to come in and tell him a story to say and, and to help him realize you're right. the one that sinned. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're the one that did that. And David, the king, I mean, he's the king. He's the, he's the man after God's own heart. He's the one that, that's the chosen one, the one that defeated the giants. Right. Did all these things. But it took somebody coming into the castle, a friend of it, to come into the castle and tell him a story, a parable, and, and to help him realize that you just did that. You just did that. And we need those type of people in our lives to help us grow as Christians. And I love how you said, you know, find that circle. Find that group of believers. Whether it's in a church, it's in a place, do that. You need somebody. You need that person that can tell you if you've got a booger. That's right. That's right. You need to you, you can do it discreetly. You can do one of these. Yes. But you know, you don't, don't call me out in front of everybody. Pull me to the side and say, hey, buddy, you might want to. Yes. Yes, because. If don't let me sit there and look dumb. That's right. That's right. Because if there's a flaw, you want somebody to tell you that there's a flaw. 
Give love. You, you want somebody to let you know because there's a lot of people out here that will keep walking by you and let you walk through this life with flaws in your life. That's right. But a true friend will call you out on your flaws. That's it. Because they're looking for it. And it might be embarrassing and it might hurt and it might cause you to be a little upset. But they're, they're, they love you enough to let you understand they don't want you walking through this. Yes, sir. That's right. And that's the same way as Christians. There's many Christians that are walking around with flaws in their life. And because, as we said at the beginning of this, we all fall short of the glory of God. We miss the mark. And we're walking around with flaws in our life. And then we get upset and switch churches or switch this or switch that because somebody preached something. And we thought they followed us. Um, you know, And I tell people all the time, you don't want me to preach it, don't post it on Facebook. But that's a whole different <laughs> But, uh, you know, we, we, we wonder why we feel like they're stepping on our toes and we get upset about it. But we don't understand that sometimes people just need to help us see our flaws in our life. Yeah, yeah you're right. To change who we are. Well, with that being said, Mr. Bouchelon, I want to thank you so much. Um, if you're in the Simpsonville area, go to Word of Life. Y'all still in Simpsonville, correct? I know y'all was talking about moving. 1023 West Georgia Road, same place. Same place. 1043 West Georgia Road. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll put all the information below so you can see yep. it. Um, Jeremy will be there. Trust me, you can't miss Jeremy. He's usually taller than everybody. Except when he comes. Yeah, they, 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 they call me the. That's the word from the woods and the water. That's that's me. So. That's right. So so go by. Trust me. I, I promise you. Go by and tell him. Hey, I saw you at. Tra I heard you at traveling stories. He'll he'll wrap around you. He'll hug on you for a little bit. And well, not right now because of COVID. But he he'll do an air hug. Yeah. Let <laughs> you know that. And and we y'all are in the building right now as we speak. Right. Right. <clears throat> also, if you can't uh, go to service. They're also streaming live on uh, Facebook, Word of Life. Um, there's a link. There's a link, yes. And then also uh, you can follow them at their website too. They have Word of Life website. You can follow right. them here, get all the information of location, time, service times, and all those different things. Uh, brother, this has been great. And this Man, has enjoyed been great. it. Love you. Love you. Love, love you. Congratulations. Uh, but we might jump on this again before too long and do part two. You might yeah. be the first part two. Hey, I'll do it, man. <laughs> um, anything you'd like to say to our audience before you head out? Hey, I love my restoration folks, all my peeps out there. I don't want to say everybody's name because then if I don't say somebody's name, they, they're going to be upset. But, you know, my boy Brent, my boy B, Brandon out there, you know, Tris, you know, I know you guys. Love you. Appreciate you. Uh, but uh, to everybody, love you guys. Love on your pastor. It's, 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 it's a different time. Nobody's ever. Uh, we we, won't have, we don't have a book on this. Uh, this is this is something new. Um, so uh, keep reaching out to that community. I, I know they need you. I know they love you, and I know you love them. But appreciate you. Definitely, and we thank Jeremy for jumping on. Thank you so much for watching us. I know this one, man. We we're like in your living room. You already cut the goodness some chicken in the background. Um, we're we're ready to eat with you. So uh, we could go to the table with you. Just bring us on over there. Uh, but thank you for letting us come into your homes or listening on your uh, uh, on your phones or on the radio or wherever you listen to us at. You can listen on I, um, on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on Google Podcasts, on Anchor, on uh, uh, 
Spotify, you can find us on those, or you can watch this on YouTube or here on Facebook Live, or we'll leave it up on Facebook too, so you can go back and watch it. But we want to thank you all for watching this. Thank you for listening to our stories, our traveling stories. And now we want you to go out and make your story and tell your story to everybody that comes around. We want to say God bless you. We love each and every one of you, and we will see you soon.